Welcome to the inaugural episode numero uno of Climate Action Figures. I am your host, John Whitten, and this episode is a little different than the usual because I am the host and the guest. First this podcast, and then the world. Seriously, though. You may wonder how this podcast came to be. Well, I'm going to tell you. I've been a teacher for many years, and in recent years, I've noticed that my students have been showing signs of stress about the environment, particularly about climate change. So one day I asked myself, what could I do about that? And the answer, I did a pile of research. This is no small pile. It was a massive pile of research. It actually took me about two years And what it ended up being is an in-school program that came out of this research that I developed for grade five and six students that would help them deal with climate anxiety. We started with facts about climate change, the science around climate change. We spent a few days talking about that, looking at some videos, looking at all kinds of resources. And then in the end, they developed their own idea a small action that they could take and develop, and uh, they executed that action, and it seemed like they felt better about themselves and about the world. They had mitigated climate change in some small degree. What does mitigate mean? Well, I looked it up for you. The dictionary says, mitigate is to make less severe or painful. So there you have it. They did that. Now, we all know that there's not one small action that will, or large action that will solve the problem. But as Margaret Mead, the great author, once wisely said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. So the students seemed to take a lot out of this program and some hope from their small actions. But then I got thinking, How could we share some of those actions? Because it was kind of cool to hear about them. But how cool would it be to hear about all kinds of actions that youth are taking all over the place? But where could we share those? A website? Meh. A podcast? Mmm, now we're talking. And that's how we got here. Now, along the way, I was interviewed by a CBC program and podcast called What on Earth? And I was very happy that they wanted to talk with some of the students who had been through this school program that I created. So the students that they chose, Abby and Cade, were super eloquent and passionate and spoke beautifully. So I thought, who would be the perfect guest for the first couple episodes of Climate Action Figures? You got it, Cade and Abby. So next week, you get to meet Cade, and the following week, Abby will be joining us. We have other guests lined up already, including a grandmother and her grandkids from rural Quebec, and uh, some central Alberta students who are going to tell us about the amazing, nay, award-winning things that their school is doing. So... We've got lots of people we're talking with, but we need more. So if you know someone who is young or who works with youth or who is young at heart and they have a climate action to share, no matter the size, 
please tell them to get in touch with us. Our email address is climateactionfigures at gmail.com. Now, we have a couple of crazy features on the podcast that I want to tell you about right now. On every episode, we will share what we call a quick fix. This is something you can do easily that will help with climate change. So we're going to start every episode with a quick fix, and you can decide if that might work in your life. So I guess I should give you an example and start this off. But this will be easy because I do all kinds of crazy little things around here. So here's today's quick fix. After we have finished a meal here, and you know we've got the leftovers that we want to put away in our reusable containers, we pack those up. And the problem is that they are a little bit warm still, sometimes very warm still. And if we put those right into the fridge, it's going to take all kinds of energy to cool them down, and we don't want to use all that energy. So what I do is I take the containers with the food that's warm, and I put them outside. Uh, if it's too cold outside, I put them in the garage, and then they cool down. And when they're cool, I put them back in the fridge, save a little energy. There you go. Easy quick fix for the day. Now, we need your help because we're going to do this on every episode. So are you getting the sense that this is a participatory podcast? There's your alliteration for the day. Say that 10 times quick. Participatory podcast. Yes, you have a part to play in this. We need your quick fixes. We've had about eight or 10 sent in already via social media, but we're going to run out. So please send us yours via any of our social media or our email address. Once again, climateactionfigures at gmail.com. The social media, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. So please send us your quick fixes. Another feature we're going to have is called Adults Gone Awry. I think you might enjoy this one. This is basically where youth get to complain a bit about something that adults do that drives them crazy. Now, you've been very polite so far on social media, and we have none of these yet. So get busy. and Send us some of your adults gone awry via those social media channels. The last feature I want to tell you about today is called Engineer's Verdict. We have our very own engineer. What podcast gets that? His name is Jeff, and he has agreed to answer any questions you have. I caught up with him the other day, so we could try all this and see how it works. Let's meet Jeff now. Well, a very special welcome to our guest this morning, Jeff. Now, Jeff is going to be our resident engineer, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But first, Jeff, welcome to you. Well, thank you, John. It's great to be here with you. And let's just get this straight. You are an actual engineer, correct? Well, I'd like to think so, John. And engineers have some special handshake or secret signal or... No, it's a ring. That's what it is. It's a ring. Do all engineers have a ring? Is that right? Well, not all engineers, but uh, Canadian graduating engineers do. Uh, most of us do have a ring. And uh, it's just there on the working hand to remind us of our obligation to take seriously the responsibility that we have to society to... Uh, to be good engineers and accurate in our calculations and make sure that we do things safely. Very cool. Well, as a part of that great responsibility to society, you are going to be this podcast's resident engineer. What we're going to do is offer the opportunity for listeners to reach out to us in any way, G the Gmail uh, address or through social media, 
ask questions. I, I was thinking it would be about the environment, but I suppose it could be about anything. But we'll ask some questions of our resident engineer, and you'll come up with the answer. Do you see any problems with this? <laughs> Uh, well, the, the main problem that I can see is if you ask any engineer or scientist a question, you've got to be prepared for the answer, which will always begin with, well, that depends. If you remember back to your high school science classes, or maybe for some of you, you're remembering yesterday's high school science <laughs> class, you always have to list your assumptions, and those assumptions can have a huge impact on uh, what your answer is going to be. So my answers will probably always start with, that depends. Otherwise, sure, bring it on. Well, that sounds great. So dear listener, it is up to you to send in questions for our engineer. Otherwise, you're not gonna hear from him and he will be sad. And no one wants a sad, unemployed engineer. So John, what's on your mind today, or have you heard from your listeners already? We actually have our first question for you. We only have one right now, so we need some more. Right in with those questions. But we do have one, and the question is this. My dad is talking about cycling to work. I've got him going on that theme because I always walk to school, so I'm saying, well, you should try getting some exercise and cycling to work. So uh, just to help him with that decision, I thought if I could get the engineer's opinion on how much he might save every year by cycling the five kilometers, I guess 10 kilometers round trip to work every day. So can you give our young listeners some uh, fodder for the argument? He said it was a 2001 Odyssey van, the classic family van. So if that helps your calculation. Sure, that, that definitely gives us something to work with. Well, as I mentioned to you before, uh, the answer to how much is your dad going to save is it depends. Where do you live? How good a shape is the van? All those kind of things. So let's just start by listing some assumptions. I'm going to assume that your 2001 Honda Odyssey has the six-cylinder, four-speed automatic transmission. Uh, I'm going to assume that all the maintenance was kept up to date and that the tires are properly inflated. All those good things that you would do to try and make sure that your vehicle is operating properly. Uh, I'm going to assume that you're only going to idle it for a few seconds after you start just to get the oil moving, but you're not going to let it sit there and idle for five or ten minutes the way some people seem to do. And I'm going to assume that the vehicle is getting what the original fuel consumption rating listed of about 13 liters per hundred kilometers in city driving. So that's the assumptions that we're going to make. So if there's a 10 kilometer round trip to and from work for your dad, um, that would work out to about 1.3 liters per trip or 6.6 .6 liters uh, per week to, to get to and from work. Now, 52 weeks a year, we'll assume your dad gets a couple of weeks of vacation. There's some stat holidays in there. There's some sick days. Uh, let's, let's go with uh, 48 weeks per year that your dad's having to commute back and forth to, uh, to work. And that works out to about 319 liters of gas per year. Now, what does that work out to in savings? Well, if your dad lives here in Medicine Hat, where I'm at, uh, that'll work out to about $533 a year, according to Gas Buddy, the website that shows uh, Medicine Hats at a buck twenty-six per liter. Now, on the other hand, if you live in Vancouver, Gas Buddy tells me that you're at two thirteen a liter, so it's going to save you six hundred and eighty bucks a year. Now. What's just as uh, telling about this is, according to the Natural Resources Canada website, 
saving that 319 liters of gas every year is also going to keep another three quarters of a metric ton of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere if your dad cycles to work. Wow, extra calculations. Well, there you go. There is one other thing I'd, I'd like to throw in here too. Um, now, I'm sure that you're a good cyclist, but I don't know about your dad. If he goes out on his bike and he wipes out and he needs to get rescued by an ambulance and airlifted into a, a major city for a hospital stay, he's just completely wiped out all the environmental good that he's done by, by cycling. And he hasn't done his body any good either, frankly. So if he's planning on cycling, especially in the winter where there's ice or there in the spring where there's lots of sand or, or gravel on the roads, uh, or anywhere that there's a lot of vehicle traffic around that could take him down. Just make sure that he knows he's got to be careful out there. You know, a lot of the uh, parents think they don't need to worry about such things. Get the helmet, get the uh, protective gear, and uh, if you're cycling on the ice, maybe even studded tires. So just make sure that, that he's careful. Okay, great advice from our resident engineer. Stay in the saddle, wear the gear, and be safe. Well, thank you very much for the input. It was uh, a lot of fun to be here. There you go. Engineer's Verdict. All right, enough for this week. This show is all about hope. So let's wrap up the way we will every week by asking our guest what gives them hope. So John, what gives you hope? Well, John, I'm glad you asked me that because I've gathered a lot of hope over the years. I've spent about half my life with students and they have given me a great deal of hope. Youth give me hope because when a young person gets going on something and gets passionate about something, look out. Good luck stopping them. So let's spread that hope around. And remember, this is a participatory podcast. So ask a young person you know, or maybe it's you yourself. Get in touch with us and we would be thrilled to interview you and share your climate action on climate action figures don't be afraid how was it john no it wasn't so bad it only took about 20 minutes no great pressure he was nice to me so there you go don't be afraid and come on back next week for another dose of hope when we talk with Cade. go figures this has been climate action figures our show is produced and hosted by John Whitten. Our creative consultant is Kayla McIntosh. Our theme song is Hawaii Vacation by Tavari. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Climate Action Figures. That's all one word. And if you have any other questions or comments that arose from this or any episode, feel free to reach out to us at climateactionfigures at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another climate action figure.